Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. See that music, uh, this gets people moving. You know, CJ got over there dancing, but I saw intern Drew over there give a little, give a little, give a little shook and jive. CJ, you're falling off, man. I'm working over here. CJ's not used to being this busy. Johnny Radio off this week. He'll be back with us on next week's show. Thank you for being with us on this week's show. We're about to play Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. 360-8255. We play Hang Up and Listen every week at noon where we turn over the show to you to talk about whatever you want. Marcus, remind them of the rules. The rules of Hang Up and Listen go a little bit like this. You call the show, ask a question or make a statement or anything you allow Kevin and myself to talk about, and then you end your phone call with... I'm going to hang up and listen. Now, remember, if you don't end your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen, then we cannot answer your question or talk about whatever it is you call to talk about. So make sure you end your phone call with I'm going to hang up and listen. Otherwise, you, like I said, we can't talk about it, can't answer your question, and you're also automatically disqualified to win the grand prize no matter how good your question or statement was. Uh, right. The phone number is 360-8255. Every week we have a prize for the first caller who calls in and for the winner. And, CJ, if you will, tell the listeners what they could win today on Hang Up and Listen. All right. The first caller of Hang Up and Listen will win a free hour of pool at Fox and the Hound. And the winner gets an MSL prize pack, plus $10 to ease 24-hour cafe and $5 to TCBY. All right, there we go. That's for the winner and the first caller prizes every week. 360-8255 is the phone number we play each and every week. Uh, and, of course, the best caller this week, as he said, gets $10, part of the prize pack, the Memphis Sport, the uh, MSL prize pack, plus $10 to ease, plus $5 GCBY. And ease, if you don't know, is... Memphis's newest 24-hour cafe. There's four area locations. They moved into a bunch of the old CK locations across the city. There's the original Ease is on Union across from Methodist University Hospital. There's the one right down the mountain from us at Park and Mount Moriah. There's one on Summer Avenue. And there's the new one on Poplar across from East High School. Ease is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we have Ease breakfast every week on this show. We always pick up some biscuits. But you can get great deals, chicken, waffles, uh, up there are great. Ease Big Breakfast, so much food, and it's like six or seven bucks. It's unbelievable. Ease 24-hour cafe. Let's go eat at Ease. Let's play Hang Up and Listen right now. Alright, 360-8255 is the phone number. We're playing Hang Up and Listen when the sirens are going off in the suburbs. It's time for Hang Up and Listen right here on MSL. We're going to go to our first caller this week, Dwight. Dwight, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What's up, Dwight? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, You know, I get tired of people not understanding that coaches are basically mercenaries. And whether they're a nice guy like Josh or, quote, unquote, an evil guy like Cal, these guys don't love the university like we fans do. As long as they pay, as long as we get the results we pay for, I've got no problem with it. But just to call somebody a a traitor or something like that because he's moved on is bogus. And I'll hang up and listen. Alright, thanks Dwight. Dwight uh, seems to be upset over how most people feel about John Calipari still to this day. Uh, in this city. Um, again, yeah, coaches are going to move on. I think there's a bunch of <sighs> reasons. There's still reasons to not like John Calipari. Even if you do, uh, you can respect what he did here and you can admit things. And this is, it's, a, it's a tricky sp- spot, Mark. It's a tricky spot, even for me, right? Because I understand why people don't like him. I do also understand if people who don't like him, I hope they can admit that he is the best coach for the Memphis program that Memphis could possibly have in the country. If you could pick any coach today and say that coach is going to come and coach for you guys for the rest of their career, 
like you would pick John Calipari. He is the best coach out there for Memphis. I'd pick him over Coach K. I'd pick him over uh, Roy Williams, Izzo, anybody. The best coach for the Memphis program is John Calipari. So that's one thing, and you can respect that and be happy for what he did. But at the same time, just the way he went out, taking taking the players, upset people. When when the coaches, you know, they like the the lying, you know, is gonna is gonna hurt the fans. And on on top of that, just even like if his lying, like the Kentucky was his dream job. Kentucky was not his dream job. His dream job might be to be Rick Patino. <laughs> so that's why Kentucky may factor into his dream job. But no guy growing up in Moon, Pennsylvania's dream job is the coach at Kentucky. His dream job was the Knicks. But it's, yeah, his dream job was the Knicks. Or something like that. I mean, it's not Kentucky. So don't lie to people. Don't lie to people. Treat him like they're stupid. Like nobody from Pittsburgh's dream job is to coach Kentucky. This is not true. Like you've never brought it up your entire time in any interview, and then all of a sudden it's your dream job, so you're bouncing. No, you're bouncing because the NC2A is investigating. Derrick Rose <laughs> cheating. And also because, I mean, let's face it, 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 I mean, whether we want to believe it or like it or not, it, it does seem to be a little bit easier to win national championships at Kentucky than it is, you know, in Memphis. Maybe, no, you're right. You're right. On a overall historically, yes. it is. But from where Cal had Memphis at before, is it? It seems to me close to being equal. I think. Yeah, from yeah, from when yeah, from when from he where left Cal the job, when yeah. he left the job after where he be, built Memphis up to being easier to win than it was. Like, he would just moved what he had in Memphis to Kentucky. I don't think the Kentucky factor played that much. The press, you got more positive press from ESPN and stuff. But outside of that, he just picked up what he had in Memphis and moved it to K- Kentucky. The Kentucky factor had nothing to do with it. He had all those players coming to Memphis, all those players the first year. He would This team that's playing in the NC2A tournament practically would be in Memphis, and you'd have a couple of other folks on there, right? Maybe Austin Nichols or something that would be on this team. And and, and that's it. So it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I can see, our, obviously, our first caller, Dwight, does not still um, hate John Calipari. I mean, as so many people do, but it's also fun to root against people. It is fun to root against people. Um, but if you if you look at it like this, John Calipari got the Memphis program to a level in which Josh Pastner was able to at least continue to get right. the team into the NCAA tournament year in and year out. So had it not been for Coach Cal, I mean, would Memphis even be a relevant basketball team at this point? So so maybe. There were some bad years, yeah. So maybe, so maybe folks should root for Coach Cal just as an appreciation for what he did. Yeah, but it's you know it's the whole rooting for your ex lover type of a thing. Like this guy was I'm, okay, okay, okay. This okay. Guy, if, if Cleveland can cheer for LeBron now, I think Memphis fans can cheer for Cal. I mean, look. Cleveland's cheering for LeBron. <laughs> what planet is that happening well, on? Well, they're cheering for him to come back to Cleveland. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. You know, okay, you, you, you brought up the girlfriend. I mean, say for instance, you know, you were, you know, this dusty dude and, and, and you started dating this girl and she brought your, your shoe game up. She improved your clothes game. Your shoe you know, game. she made you're always you, concerned about the shoe game. You, yeah. you gotta be concerned about the shoe yeah. game. And, and she made you a better man. Right. And then she left you for the guy who's driving the Bentley and the Rose. But before you met her, you were driving or you were riding your bike. But at least now, you know, you have your own car and your own place. She brought you up. If even if she leaves you, can you at least say, hey, at least I got a chance to know her to make me a better person? Is there none of that? No, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that? Uh, that's, not, that's not a horrible thing. That's, not a, that's a, not a horrible thing. But again, when you become so close and the emotions are involved, that's the thing about the relationships. When, when you have these relationships, you can go from loving somebody Don't get your mo- emotions to, involved, to loving somebody to hating them. It's like, how did you love this person a week before and now you despise them the next week? I mean, that's fascinating in relationships and in, in whether it's uh, romantic relationships or coaching fan relationships. It's amazing that you can just, bam, it's like a wrestling heel turn. It's like all of a sudden, like you love this person, but just you hate them Next without them week, doing I'm going to bring you a movie uh, it's called A Thin Line Between Love and Hate starring, great movie starring Martin Lawrence <laughs> you're, and, and, and you're better than Big Mama's see. House oh, oh killing Big Mama's House <laughs> Kill it, yeah killing One, Big two Mama's and House yeah, a thin line between love and hate. That movie will show you exactly how you can go from one minute loving to somebody and how you can go to hating and that's, and that That's the title of the movie. Exactly. a thin Because there There's really a thin is line. a thin line between love and hate because they're all tied to the same emotion. 
All right, 360-8255 is the phone number, of course. Uh, unfor- what I'm disappointed about, though, I mean, we're lo- this NC2A tournament is that Memphis didn't get that Louisville-Kentucky matchup here in the city. That would have been nice. That would have been just pandemonium, right? It is right? a solid regional. It would have right. made more sense regionally with those two. Well, I guess Indianapolis isn't terrible. But they wanted to play Kentucky away. against Wichita. Uh, but that that would have been great to have that game here. It would have. And to have Cal have to, to win it at the form. And even if he did win, and if you do, hey, John Calipari, like, it, to me, is this an epic, like, heel winning, like, the hatred that was going to be in that building and on that street for Kentucky uh, just would have been, would have, would have been interesting because Kentucky doesn't come here ever. This would have been a chance to have Kentucky come to Memphis, not play Memphis, but be here. Yeah, I think, I think the reason that they didn't have it here was because they wanted the, I think the NCAA selection committee set that up to have that game in Indianapolis because it's the only regional site that's in a dome and you can get more fans in there. And they oh. knew that people would want to go and see that game. You may be right. All right, we're, we're playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. When you hear somebody hang up and listen, that's your cue to call in. We're going to go to Bill. He's in Nutbush. What's up, Bill? What's up, Bill? What's up, what's up? You know, uh, you know, it, it, you know John, I will say that John Calipari does do some things on the side that uh, that are, you know, obviously, that are good. That are good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, when he came to Memphis, I mean, when he left, I mean, you know, the players, he had recruited this superstar recruiting class. But instead of them, you know, you can say whatever you want, maybe they go, whatever school they're going to go to. But then he took them with him to Kentucky, which was part of the deal with the, with the Kentucky job. And, I mean, and as well as a few other things behind the scenes that he also did. I mean, so to just try to act like he was the hero for the Memphis program, basically he almost left it in the shape that it was when he when he got here almost. I mean, Luckily, Josh was able to come in and is an excellent recruiter and snap a few guys. And even though that Bledsoe thing was kind of controversial, in my opinion, but I mean, you know, you, everybody wants to look back at the happy things with John Calipari. I mean, there are things that he does, and there is well known around NCAA circles. If you talk to other coaches around, that they don't look they don't look very kindly to, and that's fine. You can do whatever you want to, but. To try to sugarcoat it and just say, oh, well, he was here in Memphis for a few days, for a little while, and did great things. That's fine, he was. But, I mean, you know, just like Al Capone did a lot of great things for Chicago when he gave, you know, donated money to certain charities. He was also, you know, what he was, a, a murderer and everything else. But, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just really irritates me when I hear people try to count him up like he's the Pope or something. But I just hang up and listen, guys. All right, thanks, Bill. All right, thank you, Bill. And that's right. He's talking. I don't. That's Marcus. You're not going to speak of of uh, Cal like he's the Pope, and neither am I. No. Uh, I'm going to speak of him as being the best. I still, when he was here, uh, but even before the Final Four run, I'm like, this is the best guy uh, for the Memphis program. There's nobody else you could bring in that is better to coach at Memphis than John Calipari. There might be better coaches out there for other schools, but for Memphis, John Calipari is that best guy. And you know, you can you. I, and I also support people hating him. I do respect what Cal was able. <laughs> I support that. I support that. And well, because I mean, you, there's reasons you get it. The, the guy is sleazy. You see him go. You know, you you were sleazy when he's here too. But he was your sleaze. It's just, it's a different. It's it's a, it's a different animal. It is a different animal. Um, but I don't think it's I, a I, heel I don't turn. Really think, I it's don't a heel turn. Sleazy. If you leave a school, you turn heel. That's I don't what think happens. He's sleazy because he he left and took a different job. I don't think that makes you sleazy. I think that he took a better job and what his head was a better job. Well, he was he also, wanted he was to make it. sure he had the most success, instant success when he got there, and so he took his recruits. Well, yeah, he takes the and that's. To me, he put in the work to get those recruits. No, I agree. I agree. He did put in the work for that, and you want to 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 take him with you. I do think that's, and he probably should take him. But I mean, I mean, how would you feel if you if you had to move, and your landlord said you can't take your furniture because now it's in your apartment that's on my property? I put, I, put, I paid for that. I put in the work it's for just, that. It's so weird. Well, I, mean, well, how the, I know what you're Cal, saying. Maybe he did pay for it, but no, I know what you're saying. And like, <laughs> no, if if ESPN calls tomorrow and wants this show, you know, I'm going to take you guys with me. You know, okay. we're all going to so, go. Yeah. So you you do have the, you know, people get angry like, oh, why is he taking all these other people with him, right? So that makes sense. Yeah, you dance with the date that brought you, man. But at the same time, there's. Unless you find a hotter date to dance with. Oh, unless your day starts tripping. But and I think then, there's a, there's a big yeah, difference between right saying, like, that. this show being, you know, we're, that we're going to, you know, be on, uh, 
you know, that they're going to put us on Sports Center and being, you know, on in Memphis. There's a huge difference between that. I don't think there's that big a difference between Memphis and in Kentucky. No, I don't think there difference. was. Not at the time that he jumped. No, not at the time that he jumped. All right, we're gonna keep moving. Art uh, is driving around in Germantown. You're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What's up, Art? Oh yeah, I wanted to make a comment on two things. All right. uh, first of all, if uh, if it was really okay for Calipari to take the recruits with him, then why did the NCAA come up with a Calipari rule where nobody can do that anymore? Uh, in business, if it's really critical what you you can bring with you, you sign a non-competitive agreement because of the threat of hurting a business if you leave and take a lot with you. The other thing is, I've been a fan since 1957. I saw Win Wilfong play, okay? Uh, Calipari did not make this program relevant. It was in a down cycle, and he brought it back up and brought it higher than it's ever been. But the program has been relevant off and on many, many times since, since 1957 that I know of. So I'd like to hear your comments on those two things, and I'll hang up and listen. All right, that is how it's done. Thank you, Thank Art. You, Art. Great, great call. Art is correct. He, 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 and, I, and, I, and I did say that he made them relevant, and, and I should have clarified that. But I said he made them relevant in a time in which they again. were down. Yeah. He, made them, he brought again. them back up. Brought them back up relevant again. And brought the enthusiasm in this uh, city up to a level that I hadn't seen in my lifetime, being born in the early 80s. Uh, and you grow up in Memphis, and sometimes you're confused on – there are super diehard. There were diehard Tiger fans when I was growing up, but you're confused on some of the levels of people. They're there. You were like all these people who watched Memphis play. They want to watch every game or go to every game. And live, there were people who lived and died by Memphis. There wasn't as many, but they were there. And you'd always be a little confused. There's always the older generation. You're like, you're like Memphis has never been good in my lifetime. And then after what Calipari did is he cemented like this fandom that's going to live on. You know, generations. And generations of fans who will believe that Memphis, that that basketball program, is can be just as good as anybody else. And maybe they can, can go down to the final set. And maybe they can. And, and Cal Perry helped that. He yeah. helped bring believers back. What he did was he made it. He made it work. But of course, with help from CDR, with help from Derrick Rose, he got the right players at the right time. Made it all work. I mean, Kevin. Okay, think about this. Do but you again, remember a time when Memphis Tiger basketball was not good? Yes. A 10-year-old kid doesn't. A 10-year-old kid born in Memphis does not remember that time. Or a time when everybody didn't care about it. Exactly. They, 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 don't, they don't know that period. Right. And that's thanks to Coach Cal. Yeah. I mean, and, so you're keeping and, the younger and generation. And done an awesome job of keeping people caring exactly. in that same level. And you're, and, and you're keeping the young kids who were born and raised in Memphis from rooting for UT or rooting for Ole Miss mm-hmm. or rooting for Arkansas. You're keeping them rooting for right. the school because people want to root for a winner. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Memphis, say what you will. I mean, I know the older generations, and I'm not saying old generations by any means. I'm saying older than me. Yeah. People who were were there, uh, who were old. Like, I, I mean, I remember Memphis was good. Like, when I was, you know, five years old, they were in the Final Four, Dan and Kirk. But I was too young to remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you know, slowly fell down from there. You had the Penny Hardaway era. You had moments when they were okay. But what's, but what's going on right now is the Tigers every year have this expectation yes. that they've never had before. And the fan base, I just think, is just enormous. Like, the support is unbelievable. But we got to keep moving in, in the uh, starting five. We're going to go to Jeremy. Or, sorry, hang up and listen. We're going to hang up and listen. Jeremy's in Germantown. You're on Hang Up and Listen. Hey, man. What's up, guys? What's up? Uh, i got a two-part question. First part is uh, I just want to make a statement see what you guys' opinion is on it. Uh, in my opinion, kids these days don't come to the colleges themselves. They come to the coach that can put them in the NBA. And in my opinion, I think that's why a lot of people come to Cal. He's got a history of putting players in the NBA. So it's not so much that Cal took the players as much as the players wanted to go because they wanted to stay with Cal so they could get that experience. And the second part is uh, if Kentucky and Florida play for the national championship, do you think Kentucky has the edge now, even though they've lost three in a row to them just because of the way they're playing and just knowing Florida better than any other team in the tournament, I'll hang up and listen. All right, good good call, Jeremy. It's interesting to have a positive. That could shape up or be an SEC national championship game. It, it, it should have been three SEC teams in the Elite Eight, and people say the SEC is a bad How should it have been three SEC teams in the because Elite Eight? Because that was a horrible flopping call. It was not a flop. That he thought his man. shoulder and man, went man, into it. That dude flopped worse than LeBron James, man. If if we were playing church ball right now and you got hit like that and the charge was not called, you'd be losing your mind. I did get hit like that several times. And you lost your mind each time. <laughs> 
All right, we're, have a we're playing Hang Up and Listen for a few more minutes, so if you want to jump in on the line, we do have some open phone lines, 360-8255, 360-8255. We can talk about whatever you want. Kentucky you do not would... have to talk about John Calipari if you do not want to, but you feel free to do so. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. He doesn't, he's tired of talking about Cal. Kentucky would win that game. If Florida, if Florida and Kentucky played again, Kentucky would win. Kentucky almost got them in the SEC not... championship game, and that is what helped them realize how good they are, that they can play yeah. on a stage with anybody. I think that game right there gave them the momentum they needed going into the tournament. I am not. I mean, I'll talk about Calipari all day long. It's just there's too many. Like, everybody's got their own thing that bothers them about the Calipari argument. And then we're, again, here we are today talking about it. Um, I, that, I mean, because I don't think anybody's saying, people may say, may say it, but they don't mean it. I don't think anybody means that Memphis was not relevant before John Calipari. I think what they mean is he not only brought Memphis back to being relevant, but just brought them to levels that they were never at before. Uh, like to the, as far as like the fan base, to the recruits that he was getting, like some things, and not just going to the Final Four, or going to the championship. Yes, they did that before with Larry Finch, Gene Barto. But Cal got the recruits, like these these national recruits of like Derrick Rose, your number one pick in the NBA draft. And MVP. Uh, and MVP of the NBA was, was coming to Memphis. So, on some ways, he was doing things that had never happened before. And he was repeating things and was, was seven seconds away from doing something that had never happened before. He came as close as any coach ever in Memphis history to winning the national championship. Here's my question uh, about Jeremy's question. Uh, kids uh, playing for Cal to get into the NBA. Yeah. I, I would have to do some research, but I, I'm interested to know. Did Coach Calipari send more Memphis kids to the NBA during his time here than doing any than, than any other coach in the history of Tiger basketball? Well, no, not 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 coach, but but combined, oh, like you want how, combined, like combined, because because I, I think it could be close. Um, the the number of Memphis players that played at Memphis and went to the NBA outside of Coach Cal, and the number of players know. that Coach Cal sent to the NBA from Memphis. Look how many that I mean, Pastors already had a, a couple. Elliot Williams, Will Barton, no, DJ Steffens is in there. Well, I wouldn't count. I'm, I'm talking about guys that got drafted. I, I would. Oh, you want to talk about people drafted? Yeah, I, I talk, yeah, people who were drafted. All right. You, you can look up and do your research. I'll do my research. But Cal did a good job of that. He did and yes, that is his that. selling point. What Jeremy was saying. I mean, that's what he's going to tell people. Get you in the league. He's going to say he can get you in the NBA. That's how he gets those guys. We know he can get them. We know he can get the one and dones now. Especially after he won the national championship. Mm-hmm. The Derrick Rose thing helped him. He's on his way to winning another national championship. You got Kentucky now, and you're if you're redoing your bracket. Well, that's it, what that's what his this, question was. Can Kentucky beat Florida now? This this is the, the unfortunate thing. The first bracket that I actually filled out that I was hoping to put in our pool uh, actually has UConn and Kentucky in the Final Four. Why didn't you put it in there? Because when I went to when I, when I actually got logged in to the right one, uh, I was up against the clock, and I just start picking teams and forgot my earlier strategy. Because at one point I had it all mapped out in my head. How cool is it that UConn is uh, uh, has a chance to go to the Final Four? Um, for for Memphis perspective, every time Memphis lost to UConn, you'd be like, "How could Memphis lose to UConn by twenty points?" Well, apparently they're pretty good. This is why this is why I knew that UConn was a better basketball team than Louisville and will go further in the tournament because Memphis because <laughs> Memphis lost to UConn three times. Uh-huh. Neither game was close. And Louisville lost to Memphis twice. Right. I'm sorry. If you lose to Memphis twice in one year, you're not that good. <laughs> you're just not. Not to say that they're not a Way good team. Way to give credit to no. our guest last you're, week, no, Josh Pastner. No, you're not a you're, you're you're not a Final Four team. If you if you lose to the Tigers twice in one year, once on your home court, once uh, yeah, in no. Memphis, and UConn beats the crap out of you three times, UConn's better. I don't care what happens in the conference tournament. UConn's better. UConn didn't they beat Louisville though? Well, Louisville beat think, UConn. I think they oh, beat Louisville beat, I'm saying Louisville beat UConn. Yeah, yeah Louisville, Louisville beat, beat UConn. That's yeah, right. Louisville beat UConn. So they were better, at least for one night. But there was, yeah, but the, the whole basis <laughs> behind understand. it was the fact that UConn had the better player. I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and I had a feeling that kid was going to have a Kimba Walker-type run because he just, every time I saw this kid play, he just lit up teams. And, and you need that guy to give you that run in the NCAA tournament. Well, I'm happy, and I'm happy that it's UConn. Uh, if there's going to be one team left from the American, I'd rather have UConn than than Louisville because Louisville's on their way out the door anyway. They they, they, they think they're better than they than lost you. to a team from the crappy SEC, right? <laughs> Pretty <Come on>. much. <laughs> Kentucky, Kentucky is a little bit different than the SEC, but 
like Memphis basketball with Calipari would have won the SEC every year for years and years and years. SEC basketball is not that good, Marcus. I, and I know you're tweeting. SEC you, basketball you, is much you, better you, than people think they are. I think they get such a bad rap. That the top of it's good. The people don't understand great. that they're beating up on each other. Tennessee didn't do anything. You can say whatever you want, but Tennessee <laughs> didn't. Tennessee didn't beat like football. They beat up on each other. Stop. Stop. I was waiting on you to make that reference. Just stop it's it. Not, it's not like football. I'm, I'm with you, CJ, on that one. Tennessee didn't beat anybody, though. You can talk about at the top of the SEC. Kentucky was preseason number one. They had the best recruiting class in the country. Florida, uh, Billy Donovan, their team, they are the number one seed in the entire tournament. But outside of that, SEC basketball, not very good. Tennessee got lucky. They got lucky to get Arkansas where they got. got in the tournament and won some games. Oh, they. I mean, maybe. I, uh, Memphis, Arkansas first round was what I was hoping for. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, Tennessee. Who did they beat? Mercer. They beat Mercer. Yeah. They, right? They, they beat, they, they beat the team in front of them. Yeah, they beat. They beat <laughs> who they had to play. Exactly. No, they did that. Props to them. Congratulations. They to almost Tennessee. beat Michigan. Congratulations, Tennessee. But you gave can't. Michigan, gave the number two seed Michigan a good run. They didn't give them a good run. Michigan allowed they gave them, them a much better run than Memphis uh, gave Virginia. That's for sure. Yeah. So congratulations to to Tennessee. Congratulations on a good to tournament run. And his Michigan Wolverines. Mm. CJ's the only person in our in our pool who picked them to well, win course. the national championship. Of course, because they're, they're good. Mm. Too bad. Too bad. CJ's not a Memphis fan. He picked Memphis every year. He'd have no chance to win our I, pool. I know, right? I don't think I'd ever. <laughs> <laughs> I do like their uniforms, though. Uh, Michigan. Yeah, I like I like Michigan's yeah, I, uniforms. Yeah, I like those unis too. All right, that does it for Hang Up and Listen this week. We'll play it again next week at high noon. We'll decide the winner over the commercial break. Plus, Greg Akers is with us. One of our topics with Greg Akers today is talking about who would play John Calipari in a movie. Hmm. We're going to keep the John Cal- Think about that for a minute. We'll talk to Akers about that next. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of SEC fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right. Welcome back to MSL. We just played Hang Up and Listen. And the winner, Marcus. We had a tough, it's a tough debate. Everybody picking a, a, a different person to win. We had a bunch of good calls, of course, the topic of conversation being uh, Coach Cal, the Kentucky uh, Wildcats advancing to the Elite Eight. Cal took numbers to a bunch of Elite Eights. Um, and the winner of Hang Up and Listen, you get an MSL prize pack, $2 to East 24-Hour Cafe, and $5 to TCBY. The winner is Jeremy. Jeremy, you are the winner of Hang Up and Listen this week. Jeremy. Call right. back in to, to collect your prize. All right, Jeremy. Um, good calls all the way across the board. It's a, a big again, debate during the break. Well, and yeah, and you just and you think about the Calipari topic, and we're five years removed of this thing, and that people are still passionate about the topic and about Cal leaving and his success. And to me, it's just more fun to have some people to root against, uh, and so that's why I'm always I'm rooting against Cal. And you want him to be able to, or anybody who leaves Memphis to regret list leaving Memphis, whether it's for that job or or whatever. Like you gotta embrace this city. You want people like Justin Timberlake who left Memphis, but he comes here back all the time and is always talking about Memphis, right? You want those type of people, not uh, somebody who thinks they're better than the city. Yeah, you don't want anybody who just thinks they're. Because Memphis isn't like, one, like Memphis you, isn't Marcus. One of those cities. Like you, you're going to Jackson, Mississippi, right? No, I'm saying, <laughs> but you're still going to be you're yeah. going to be uh, you're still going to be a, a part of this show. You're still going to um, come back to Memphis often. Yes, if not almost every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be your daughter's still going to be in school here. You still got your you're still going to be connected to the city. You're not bouncing because you think you're better than Memphis. Well, my daughter's actually not going to be in school here now. She's she's out already. Yeah, she's out already. Oh wow! So, yeah. which there are good schools in Jackson? Uh, yeah, there's yeah there are, there are several good schools in, if, in, if you in mi- the Jackson area. If you missed it earlier, Marcus announced he's going to uh, WAPT News in Jackson, Mississippi. That's Channel 16, the ABC affiliate, the one to watch. Yes, where I will be the morning news anchor. Marcus will the morning news. Marcus will be the one to watch in the morning. Yes, on the one to watch Jackson WAPT 16 ABC from 5 a.m. to 7. 
You're going to be up early. Yeah, up a little early. All right. Uh, when it is the last Saturday of every month, we are joined by the uh, film and TV editor of the Memphis Flyer, Greg Akers, and he joins us now. What's going on, Greg Akers? Hey, what's up? What Man, up? I don't like this announcement this morning. It's it's bumming me out <laughs> about market. And I'm, I'm thinking instead of Nashville sucks, instead of Nashville sucks, we need to do Jackson, Mississippi sucks. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tell us some good things about Jackson, Mark. Jackson is Jackson is they are the capital city of this great state of Mississippi. Right, um, that's a knock against it. Oh wow! <laughs> um, there are there are several well there are ton, or there are several wonderful colleges and university in Jackson. Also, several wonderful healthcare facilities in Jackson. It's a big college town and hospital city. You left off mm-hmm. the the best thing about Jackson. They have Raisin Cane's chicken tenders. They do have Raisin Cane's chicken tenders, my- and that is one of. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm excited about that. They also have Hardee's. There's they got a Whataburger. They have we a Whataburger. They have a Hardee's. Oh, fast! Your fast food game is going up. That's why you're exactly. Moving. They, you know, they're like the same distance between Jackson and Memphis as it is between Jackson and New Orleans. So, New Orleans well, is just a little hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> their gain is our loss for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Greg. He'll he'll still be around. He'll still be around. Um, all right, Greg. Before we get in, we're going to get into some more John Calipari talk because this just seems to be what everybody wants to talk about today. Uh, but first, this is our first time we've talked to you since the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I, we did our big annual Oscar handicapping special this year. Uh, we challenged the CD to compete against us. We had quite a few people actually beat us at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got 20 of the 24 categories correct. Yeah. You get 18 of the 24. 18. Yeah, it was uh, it was an embarrassment, um, especially because that week also in the flyer I like posted this thing or put a thing in the in print like if you want to win your Oscar contest then these are your picks you need to go with. <laughs> and of course, only got eighteen. I, I did get all the the big categories right, which I felt good about. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I missed stuff like I don't know, just the ones that I should be getting like live action short and animated short, all the ones that like people actually looked to experts for and I totally bombed it. Yeah, it wasn't your it was made this may be your worst showing <laughs> ever so we don't have to keep yeah. talking about that next year. There's always next year. There's always that's next right. Year. That's right. That's like how the tub. That's it seems to be how it's been going for you. It's that's always next year. It is. But speaking of movies, we were talking about uh, John Calipari of course his name's back up because uh, in the Elite Eight, Kentucky, uh once again, um Doing all right in the tournament, surprisingly, after Memphis fans thought this. Well, here's another year we don't have to worry about Cal in the tournament. But um, it got me thinking, and I saw this tweet the other day. Your boss, uh, uh, Bruce uh, Van Weingarten, of course, the father of MGMT, uh, That's right. tweeted out that uh, his idea of who would play Calipari in a movie. I thought this is a brilliant idea. His if Cal, there's ever a movie about Calipari, which could be interesting. Uh, that he thought Alec Baldwin should be the guy mm. playing him. I think that may be the perfect choice, especially now that Cal's kind of mm. packed on some pounds and looks kind of just like Alec Baldwin. I think it's almost the perfect choice. I think there's a more perfect choice, though, and that is Alec's brother, Daniel. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Daniel Baldwin is even dough-faced, more dough-faced than, <laughs> than uh, Alec. And, and just kind of like his features are a little bit more less defined. It, yeah, I mean, if you pull him up on IMDb, I mean, he's it, it, almost a spitting image for Cal Perry. So I, I go with like Daniel Baldwin, yeah. Now, Greg, my thought of the guy who should play Coach Cal would be John Travolta. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, it's you know, good. he has the antics. Uh, he has the hair. Uh, you know, his voice can get pretty squeaky and high <laughs> at times. Maybe a Cal Perry musical. He's from Travolta. New, he's from New Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. I also um, I pulled up a couple because I don't know what the budget on this movie is going to be. We might have to, <laughs> we might we might not be able to go with a listers. So a couple other people I thought uh, Grant Shawd, who played Miles and Murphy Brown. Uh, if you look at his what he looks like these days, he look, he kind of looks like uh, Calipari. Kind of his face is filled out and he's kind of got the receding hairline and everything. Uh, and then Ray Abruzzo, who was Carmine Jr. on The Sopranos, uh, they, they kind of favor each other as well. 
Okay, because, yeah, you are looking like, what if this is a made-for-TV movie? Right, right, uh, right. If it's a Lifetime movie, they'll probably get Rob Lowe, but if they can't get him <laughs> or Stamos, then they're going to have to go with with uh, with somebody else. I, I, I like these other... What This Grant Shawd guy does not have his picture on his IMDb page. Uh, well, you have search. to go to, like, uh, Google Images, and you'll see some. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he looks like he he could be a good candidate. I do think like no matter what the budget is, you could go Daniel Baldwin, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Made for TV. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he's available. I, I, Baldwin seems like a good choice. I, I like your your obscure uh, candidates as well for the for the John Calipari movie. Uh, next up, we need to start working on what what the, what the name of it uh, mm-hmm. will uh, be. Of course, his his famous phrase: "Refuse to lose." Um, yeah, I don't think you can call it that. Um, maybe um, uh, they took down the banners or, you know, asterisk or something like that. Just no a- Final <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah, the asterisk, the movie. Right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to think on that, a good a good title for a... For a, a John Calipari movie. Do you think, like, it would do well at Malco? Where would they have to... Would they only... Where would they show it? Like, people... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think it would have a kind of a limited release, maybe at Ridgeway Four if it was an indie movie. Um, and I, I think it would sell out. I think I think everyone in Memphis would go see John Calipari. There'd be Memphis scenes in it, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. It could be called the Final Four. Mm-hmm. You know, his Final Four jobs where it'd be uh, Memphis uh, and the NBA, UMass, Kentucky. Mm, that's and the true. Whole getting to the Final Four. It can it can, it can follow all. See the Final Four. See. Sounds like a great name. Or Final Four No More, because they go away. <laughs> they do rise. go away. <laughs> no shining moment. No shining moment. Uh, yeah, if you have an idea for a John Calipari, somebody who should play John Calipari in the movies, or uh, what the title of it should be, feel free to text it to us, 67129, or tweet it over at Memphis Sport. All right, Greg Akers joins us the last week of every month to talk about TV and uh, movies uh, going on, and... Uh, very interesting. Uh, TV show was in town this week. American Pickers downtown shooting with friend of the show Prince Mongo. Yeah, um, they were they were in town um, shooting an episode, and I was driving down Front Street. I guess this was on Wednesday, uh, you know, late afternoon, and saw a bunch of uh, cameras on front, and saw it, it was a weird it was a weird scene because I, I was like. A, those guys are really familiar. And then I was like, wait, that's American Pickers. And so I, I pulled over and was just taking a couple pictures from my car. And then uh, just out the front door there came Prince Mongo. I was like, oh, I'm getting out and I'm getting closer to them. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, you, you could tell that, um, I mean, if you've seen the show, you know, these are guys that go around the country, you know, trying to find antiques and and just old stuff and collectible things, and they try to buy it for as cheaply as they can. And there were a few older things kind of set out on the on the sidewalk in front of Prince Mongo's place uh, where he used to have the club. And um, and of course, Prince Mongo, I mean, he was in his full regalia and had this kind of skeleton thing on his arm. Um, so I, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty wild episode. Greg, they're also uh, shooting another reality TV show in Memphis. Uh, I think it's going on today. The show Bring It, the Lifetime show. It's been uh, going on over at Southwest. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, it's about uh, this uh, a, a dance group uh, out of uh, Mississippi, out of out of Jackson, Mississippi, ironically enough. And uh, part of the, and sometimes they compete here in Memphis. And I think they're competing today over there at Southwest. Oh, great! You should check it out. Well, the you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of crew people here in town, and there's always it seems like there's always something, you know, being shot here. Uh, I know, like two or three weeks ago, uh, Morgan Spurlock was in town uh, shooting something. Uh, he has a new CNN show, CNN show coming out uh, in the next few months. So you know, there's there's always a lot of you know shows or people coming through town. I mean, if you look around for it. Do, now, 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 are there different uh, regulations or restrictions when it comes to shooting a, a reality television show in Memphis as opposed to like a, a featured film? Um, no, I, I mean, I'm sure you just have to have the right permits and everything. Um, and the, the, the film commission is really good about, you know, helping productions get those kind of things. Um, you know, I'm sure the American Pickers had, had permits because they had their, you know, their 
their antique archaeology is the name of the company uh, had their truck you know parked on the side of front street and they had a a u-haul there and you know had a had a crew there so i'm sure they they had to get permits for all that kind of stuff yeah and it does seem like that's the one thing that memphis still gets you still see all these food network uh you know diners driving and dives and stuff those shows will still come in for a couple of days in memphis because they, they they can budget for their travel and everything it's the longer things that that memphis loses out on well, i mean but you bring up a good point, Marcus. I mean, good thing they decided to do the Prince Mongo episode in Memphis and not in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is going on uh, t- in, uh, on uh, TV uh, right now? Because I know we've got some, some big shows about to come back on. Yeah. Um, you know, a week from tomorrow is Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones comes back on HBO. And it's it's one of the best shows going right now um you know it's kind of a fantasy uh very r-rated fantasy show um and it's great and i'm really looking forward to that and then the week after that on the 11th is mad men uh it's last season and they're they're breaking the last season up into kind of two shorter seasons like breaking bad did but um but i guess they still call it the whole thing the last season so it's coming back and uh, Time magazine um, had a had a big kind of online feature this week and on Mad Men's last season. It, it just looks great, and uh, I'm I'm probably more excited about that than, than anything right now. Uh, and what's going on with? Uh, at the movie house right now because I know we're in a like we're about to hit summer movie season seems like it starts earlier and earlier every mm-hmm. year and it's like moved into April yeah well um, you know next Friday is Captain the Captain America movie which is going to be really big and I mean that, that's that's a movie you would think would be coming out like 4th of July weekend or something right uh, and you're right I mean <clears throat> it, you know it's, it's stretching back into April now and Noah, uh, the movie Noah came out this weekend, um, which is a, you know, really big budget Russell Crowe, big action kind of movie thing. Um, so, you know, that Hollywood is making so many movies now that they've just, they've just got to put out, put them out there at some point. So, if, you know, the, if we went to the, stretching mo- it. if somebody wanted to go to the movies, uh, to kind of drown their sorrows and get away from all this, the bad basketball that we've had to, to witness the past couple of days, what should they go see? Well, um, this afternoon I'm going to go see Veronica Mars' movie. Um, it opened this weekend, and uh, you know this is based on the TV show of you know the kind of the early mid 2000s, uh, and uh, great TV show, one of the best TV shows really ever, uh, even though it was only around for three seasons. And they made a movie um, uh, with you know the whole everyone came back for the movie. They kind of did a Kickstarter uh, fundraiser to to kind of gauge interest and raise a little bit of money. But anyway, um, I'm really excited for that. So I'm going to go see that. Um, another movie that opened this weekend, though, is called Enemy. It has Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And uh, if you go see it, it will not, like, help you feel better about your life. I mean, it's it's a it's a miserable kind of movie. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a kind of, it's not a thriller, but it's dramatic horror with some, kind of thriller undertones but it's very creepy and disturbing uh, it's really great but um, it won't make you feel any better about your right. life we're, we're looking for something to escape this sad basketball reality <laughs> that we're in Calipari advancing in the tournament Memphis yeah. out Tennessee out Cardinals game getting cancelled Grizzlies falling out of the playoffs which is going to happen by midnight tonight uh, mm-hmm. we need something what, there's nothing <clears throat> wait for Captain America next week how about Muppets Most Wanted? Muppets Most Wanted. I think that yeah, that's a good. One. What's that 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 uh, sci-fi movie out? The number one movie in America, Divergence. That I mean, that's. that's... Um, oh yeah, Divergence. <clears throat> it's a um, it's based on some young adult novels, kind of a Hunger Games kind of dystopian society, um, you know, like that. And and I haven't I haven't seen it. Um, I've heard the books are you know pretty good, but not not necessarily great, but. Um, but it's very it's hugely popular um, with with teenagers. So, uh, um, is it more on the Twilight side than on the uh, Hunger Games side? Because I kind of like Hunger Games. Um, I think it's more on the Hunger Games side um, okay. than Twilight. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's set in some weird future where you know it's kind of there's an oppressive regime, I guess, and all these different factions. But it's more science fictiony than Hunger Games. I mean, Hunger Games is 
it's set in the future, but there's no supernatural elements to it. Uh, but this one is very supernatural. All right, Greg Akers is joining us. He's uh, here the last Saturday of every month to tell us what's going on with uh, movies and TV, but he also uh, likes to remind us before he leaves every week why Nashville sucks. Let's do that right now. What about Nashville? Oh, yeah, what about Nashville? All right, what about Nashville this month, Greg? Well, um, I'm really disappointed to report that the uh, great, Memphis-based movie, Memphis-made uh, movie, Take Me to the River, uh, which uh, stars um, our friend Fraser Boy mm-hmm. and um, a bunch of other great Memphis mu- musicians. It's about uh, Memphis's impact musically on the world as Snoop Dogg and Terrence Howard and and Little Peanut and all these people. <clears throat> it is having its Tennessee premiere in Nashville at the end of April. So this a, a movie about Memphis music is having its first screening in the state of Tennessee in Nashville. That's right. It's the Nashville Film Festival, which is actually a very fine film festival, <laughs> but it it sucks. Nashville steals everything. It, they steal everything, Jeez. even our music. All right, um, all right. Before we let you go, uh, Greg, couple responses on the cow movie title. Yeah. Well, we've got a who cares. I don't know if they think that should be the name of the movie or if they just don't <laughs> care about it. Uh, the best one coming through on the text line, of course, you can always text us at 67129. One and done. One and done. Like it. So I like that. If they made a sequel, it would be one and done, two. Or two and done. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Greg, thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next month. Thanks, y'all. All right, that's Greg Akers from the Memphis Flyer Rita stuff, and they're always good. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Akers. Listen to him on this show the last Saturday of every month. We're going to take a quick 60-second timeout and be right back. You're listening to MSL on Sports 86, 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Right, welcome back. We've had a fun show today. We have. Getting a couple more responses in for this John Calipari movie that uh, we're not really hoping ever happens, but just in the event that it did, this is inspired by a conversation that happened on Twitter. Though. I do think Alec Baldwin or his brother, probably the best ideas of who should play him. More responses coming in from Twitter. The role of John Calipari should be played by a flaming bag of poo. That'd be interesting. Maybe uh, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo from South Park. Maybe he could do it. Uh, t- another a title from the text line, of course, six seven one two nine. Movie title idea: It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it po- is. Popular uh, cow phrase. Um, we're about to get to who's and booze, but first, Marcus. Yes, first, I want to let you know that this portion of the show is being brought to you by the Church Health Center Wellness. All of us here, we've been uh, members over there for a while, Kevin, myself, and CJ, and uh, i got to let you know that this place, it has it all. Whether you're into weights, cardio, basketball, strength training, go to the Church Health Center Wellness. You can do all of those things there. One thing that you don't have to do there is sign a contract because they don't have them, and memberships are as low as $15 a month. It is located in the heart of Midtown. That's 1115 Union Avenue, Church Health Center Wellness. It is your key to a healthier you. You can also check out their website at www.churchhealthcenter.org or you can stop by for a tour and find out why the I Love Memphis blog calls Church Health Center Wellness a gym for the rest of us. A healthier you starts right there at Church Health Center Wellness. So get down there and get fit. Summer's around the corner. Got to make sure you got that oh, got, bikini got, body ready. Your, your bikini body, is it right? No, no, no. <laughs> the ladies no, need to get no, that. No, for the ladies. They need to make, you know, you know, ladies, get your bikini body ready, man. Do what you know. Does it really matter for guys? I don't, I don't know if it really matters these days. I don't know. I, you know, you, you want to be in shape. Well, I guess with you know, I guess with like swimsuit shape, not as much as. Well, you know, with Dustin Starr always Instagramming himself, you know, lifting weights. I guess men are under, under a lot more pressure now because other guys are, <laughs> you know, Instagramming pump up Fridays or whatever they call them. Yeah, Flex Friday. Flex Friday. Flex Friday. It's pump up pump Monday. Tone Tuesday. Monday. No, Wednesday. Out Wednesday. Wednesday is like hump day, but it's pump day. Pump day, pump Wednesday, day. Flex That's, Friday. I've learned all this from Dustin Star. Yeah, every day there's a day that you can post a picture about yourself lifting weights. <laughs> right, yeah, there's always a day. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, found that day, but apparently for most people there is that day. Uh, we're low on time. Let's do some movies and booze. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 
And I'm going to give a uh, woo-hoo, woo-hoo to uh, our friend Rick Trotter, the PA announcer of the Memphis Grizzlies, the voice of my voicemail, the uh, the announcer on the Isle of Memphis podcast. He is singing the anthem tonight, Marcus, at That's the awesome. Elite Eight game. So That's Rick awesome. Trotter getting another great stage. He's done it at the playoff games. Now he can add postseason uh, collegiate basketball to his resume. Elite Eight game happening today at Federal Express Forum. If you're from out of town, uh, get ready for this, folks, because Rick Trotter does an awesome national anthem. He will be performing it tonight. Uh, Dayton versus Florida. Don't forget that's happening. A big sporting event a bit with the eyes of America on uh, Memphis for uh, part of the evening, at least in the sporting world, as Florida blows out Dayton later on today. <laughs> I'm going to give a boo to uh, Shane Battier. He announced his retirement. Did you see this? Shane Battier is going to be retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, Heat fan, did you see it? Yeah, Marcus seems a little... little. Uh, you think, are you calling Marcus a bandwagon no, he doesn't keep up no, with Heat news? No, it's not that I didn't know. It's that I, I was hoping that you wouldn't bring it up, man. It's, it's depressing. <laughs> but what... what is the Heat didn't start winning championships until Shane Battier arrived. This is arguably the worst news... <laughs> He's that A.C. Wharton has ever heard, right? <laughs> Why? Is because Shane Battier. Oh, yeah, he can is, run for mayor of is, Memphis. And they've always said about – one thing they said about Shane Battier, that man could be mayor of Memphis, right? If he came back and ran for mayor of Memphis, it's over. Right? Shane Battier, if he wants a job, he just has to move oh, back yeah. to Memphis. The, election the election's the coming up. Yeah. We will be on his campaign committee. No, we love you, A.C. Wharton. We do. We like the mayor. Yeah, the mayor's he, great. Friend of the show. He's been on mayor's the show been before. on the show before. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We like the mayor, but like we'll support a Shane Batty. I would be. A, I don't think it'd be a tough vote. I think everybody's voting Shane Batty. No offense to the mayor, right? Like he'd be up. He could be going against whoever. People still love Shane Batty. He would win against anyone. Like, right? Or would he end up like the king? The king's he, run for mayor before and has not got many votes. But I think people will Shane, take Batty seriously. Yeah, Shane would win, and, and, and then he has that laugh. Ah, 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 ah. All right. What if the candidates, if the <laughs> candidates for mayor were? Uh, Mayor A.C. Wharton, Shane Battier, Jerry Lawler, and Prince Mongo. Who are you voting for? That's tough. That's all, tough. All friends of the show. Mongo. <laughs> I'm voting for Mongo, too, probably on that one. All right, that, that is our show. I'll, I'll be out next week. I'll be, I'll be on the show on the road to WrestleMania. But we will still be here next week from 11 to 1. Johnny Radio will be back. For C.J. Hurd and all the guys on the other side of glass helping us out, Marcus Hunter, new anchor in Jackson, Mississippi. Appreciate Congrats it. Congrats again. Uh, I'm Kevin Cerrito. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week from high atop Mount Moriah. Your home for the Ole Miss Rebels. Sports 56, WHBQ Memphis, and 87.7 Memphis. This is your NBC Sports.